We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions, or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Howdy. How are you this morning? Good. Good deal. All right. So we're thankful that everyone's been watching the videos and sharing, and we've gotten a bunch of comments on a wide variety of stuff. Lots of questions. Yeah, so it's kind of fun to see things come in from the back catalog, and I'll mention it again, we do from time to time, that if you ever want a full listing of all the videos we've done so that you can go back and search for you know the scriptures we've referenced or the titles of the videos or things like that, by all means, let <clears> me know, and then you can go back, and it's a little easier than searching through everything on YouTube if that's something that interests you. So for this week, it's going to be a little different. We do have one scripture reference that someone asked us to look into, but both the questions relate to kind of our personal study habits and how we would encourage other people uh, as they search out basically their private study focuses. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll start with the first scripture, and then we can go into some of our own personal comments and things. It was from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, and the person who wrote in said they seem to read that passage, and it tells them that they should be able to just understand the Bible. Like, by reading it, they should understand it. They kind of felt bad that there were some books or sections that were harder for them to understand, and they said, so if that is what that passage means, should they be listening to other theologians, teachers, I mean, us on videos that are explaining things? Or is that them using a crutch along the way? Well, let's let's think about Ephesians 3, 3 through 5 first. Uh, mm. Paul says how that by revelation was made known to me, that's Paul, the mystery, about which I wrote before in brief, by which when you read, you can understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as now it has been made known to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, Paul did say that when we read, we can understand. Now, what does that mean, and how should I feel about that, first right. of all? Um, when we read something, the assumption is we're going to start at the beginning, and we're going to read from the beginning to the end. Okay. So if you start at the beginning of a book. And so like you, Ephesians. Like Ephesians, and you read from the beginning to the end, there should be some general understandings that arise from that reading. Now, um, <clears throat> this is a, uh, a matter of reading comprehension. Uh, you may have to read slowly to understand that you... Uh, to to grasp what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible is not written on a um, elementary le- reading level. Yeah. 
and some translations are better for that than others, which may also be a factor. But um, think about this. In the Old Testament time, um, most of the people of Israel heard the Bible read out loud to right. them. Yeah. So the idea of reading a passage of Scripture out loud or reading lengthy passages of Scripture out loud was something people did. They would sit and listen to it being read. So sure. uh, in 1 Timothy 4.13, I think, okay. you'll get that one for us, it talks about reading the Scriptures out loud, Brother Jed. Let's see, 4.13. Uh, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. All right, so Timothy was supposed to read the Bible out loud to people there in Ephesus so that they could hear the message of the Word. Mm -hmm. uh, Sunday morning, uh, our preacher, Dustin Campbell, read a chapter to us out loud, and I, in fact, yeah. enjoyed that very much oh, yeah. because he read it well and I understood what was being uh, read and and I like that uh, in the book of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3 okay brother Jed's gonna read to us about another book there it says <laughs> blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of prophecy and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near all right so there you actually have a reference to the book of Revelation itself Mm. And you have a blessing pronounced on the one who reads it aloud, which tells me that when that letter was delivered to those seven churches of Asia, it was read aloud from start to finish to the people. So um, we're trying to get at the fact that this part of study isn't meant to be done alone necessarily. Like there'd be someone reading it and someone hearing it. Right, and, and what I'm trying to get at is that Paul said when you read. Now, many people, when they look at their Bible, mm -hmm. they take a paragraph out of Ephesians, or they take a paragraph out of something. Mm. Maybe they're doing their daily Bible reading, and they're reading half a chapter, or they're reading something like that. Yeah. And they read, and they are confused, and that's probably because okay. they have no sense of where the beginning of the book came yeah. from and how their passage fits and where the writer's going. So so when he says in verse 4, when you read this, he's not talking about that verse or that paragraph. No, he's, he's talking, talking about, about the whole the letter. book of Ephesians. Yeah, okay. So, so what I'm saying, one of the hints to this person is to read longer passages of Scripture so that you get the general gist of what's going hmm. on. Okay. Once you get the general gist of what's going on, you can go back and think about the smaller pieces and how they fit into that general gist. Hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> the other part of this is to read the Bible intelligently, and that's what we all want to do. We don't want to just read for... For facts, that's not what I'm saying, Is but to read it with understanding, there has to be in the mind of the reader some kind of concept of the Bible story and where this stuff fits. Mm. So as we've recommended before on these videos, and this person mentioned a New Testament scripture, the first thing, honestly, this is sincere, sincerely not just from my heart, but if you really want to understand the Bible, 
you need to know the story of the New Testament, the events and the mm -hmm. sequence. So what you need to do is you need to read Luke and Acts from the beginning of Luke to the end of Acts. Yeah. And you need to do that a few times so you understand the story of events. Because we've talked about it's the same author. It's a two-part volume of him trying to tell that whole story. So you're going to get a cohesive message and narrative style. Yeah, and you'll have a feel for, okay, this happened, and then this happened, and this happened, and this yeah. happened. And, and you'll read about the establishment of the church, for example, in Ephesus in Acts right. 19. And yeah in Corinth, in Acts 18, and in Thessalonica, in Acts 17, and in, in Philippi, in Acts 16, etc., mm -hmm. and the Galatian churches in Acts 13 and 14. And it'll at least give you a setup for, for reading then, those letters. And if even in our example of Ephesians, you'll kind of get a feel for what was going on when the church was established, and then how that message would apply to those yeah. people. So, so first... Before you even worry about understanding the book of Ephesians or any epistle, read Luke and Acts a number of times so you really have a feel for the story. Mm -hmm. Now, this also applies to the old, what we call the Old Testament, the Hebrew yeah. scriptures. And I'll I'll link to the video where we kind of go through some of those details of how to read the story of yeah. the Old Testament. And, and there yeah. are just a handful of books in what we call the Old Testament, that if you'll read those in sequence, you'll get a feel for the story, and then you'll know where everything else yeah. fits in that story. So now he, now she, or he, whoever asks, mm -hmm. yeah. should we listen? What was the second part of that? It, so it's basically, if that helps me do it on my own, and to try to fulfill this idea that the Bible should come alive and I should start studying and understanding for myself, should I be listening to any other theologians, teachers, preachers, should that make me feel bad that I'm using a crutch? Should that show that I'm not really listening to Scripture? Well, there's some pros and cons there. It's fine to listen to people. Otherwise, why would we be doing this? But, <laughs> well, you, And that may be part of it is, are we self-serving yeah, in telling the, people that we should be listening to other people? Here's the thing. It's, it's not fine to listen to people without any context. And the context is your understanding, whoever you are out there, of here's the Bible story, whatever this blogger or TV evangelist or whoever he or she is is YouTube talking. People. Yeah, YouTube people. <laughs> whatever we're saying, where does this fit in the, in the scheme of events in the Bible? Um, what is this document they're talking about? Is it a piece of poetry? Is it a piece of narrative? Is it, mm -hmm. you know, is it a letter that has a specific situation? Are they treating it fairly? If you're going to listen to people, you need to be able to listen with a discerning ear so that you know mm -hmm. you have some, sort yeah. of a sense of whether they're being honest with the passage of Scripture or not. So I... I think to kind of point out a clear answer on here, I bet if I ask you, and I'm going to ask you, there are several passages that point out that there were teachers in the early church. Sure. So like when it says, 
blessed are those who teach or those who teach should take special care, you know, lest they lead us or away. Like, or like James 3, 1, do not be many of you teachers for yours is the heavier judgment. Yeah. So there were teachers. It wasn't just a, hey, good luck. It's a new Testament now. You know, it's the new covenant. Right. Figure it out for yourself. Right. Um, so they are there. But then there's also plenty of passages that say you should have discernment and study for yourself. Sure. Acts 17, 11, the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica because mm. they searched the scriptures daily to see if the things Paul said were so. Yeah. So the, the onus is still back on you to determine whether they're telling the truth. So, yes, you can understand by reading, but you have to read the whole thing. You have to read it in sequence. You have to know where it fits mm -hmm. and, and you can understand. Yeah. But it's good to listen to teachers, but it's not good just to listen to teachers and take what they say. Yeah. You have to check them out. Yeah. And it's probably better to start from your own reading or to make sure you are doing your own reading and not just depending on someone else's writings. Yeah, and be or recordings. Be interactive with what you listen to. So let's say that you've been reading Luke Acts and somebody says something and 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 you say, but how does that fit in with what I read over here? And you mm. see, you're you're interacting with it. You're questioning and always do yeah. that. Then your understanding will grow. There was a second one in here that we needed to get to. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the next one, and I'll just add a point here. That's why we always make sure and try to add. I try to catch them all. Sometimes I'll miss one every now and again, but I try to add all of our scripture references because we really do encourage people, go back and read those or pause the video and read that passage and then keep studying with us. Because we obviously can't read an entire book every time we're doing every one of these questions. Right. But we try to give you enough context, either verbally or visually. That way you can get the feel of what we're trying to present out of a certain passage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next part was personally... How do you pick what to study in your private time? I know especially, I, I feel like this was coming from a minister or someone involved in ministry, and especially when you're doing ministry or teaching, it seems like everything you do is because you're about to teach on it, you know? Yeah, well, so, that's, a, that's a very good question because a lot of times, as Jed was pointing out, those of us that are in ministry are... We go to a Bible to prepare a lesson or to do something we have to do to teach a class or mm -hmm. whatever, but it's not really in our own minds about our personal growth and so forth. So yeah. one of the things I've tried to do over the years is uh, what I call plow new ground, and that is um, I have purposefully said to myself, like at the beginning of a year, what's a book that I either haven't studied or haven't studied in a long time, haven't read it, mm let me commit myself to get into that and force myself to what I call plow new ground and really, you know, learn from scratch a particular book. Yeah. So I go in there and I really work on that book, like first and second Kings or first and second Chronicles or whatever it might be. And I work hard on that and I, I learn and develop myself and grow and appreciate new principles. And, mm. and that helps me. But that's for learning and growing in a general way. Now, if, if I really have um, pressing issues in my life, if, if I really need to reflect about my own relationship with God, you know, yeah. maybe I'm having struggles with brethren or with family issues or with health issues or whatever. One of the 
best places I know to to go is the Psalms. Hmm. Um, the Psalms are songs. They are poetry. Each Psalm is a separate poem, yep. Hebrew poetry. And they come out of, they are, they're inspired by the Holy Spirit, but they come out of the deep personal experiences of people right. as they navigated life and a relationship with God. And sometimes they're rejoicing, sometimes they're deeply depressed. Mm -hmm. And so certain Psalms can really be right where you are. You know, if you're, if you're deeply saddened, you can read Psalm 22, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from hearing me? And from the sound of my groaning, I cry out by day and you do not hear me. I cry out by night and you do not listen, you know, and mm -hmm. and it, it gets right to where we feel sometimes. So when you're in that mode of your personal study, are you breaking down that verse by verse or are you just reading and absorbing the sentiments as it speaks to your soul sort of idea? Well, I think... When you're asking me, yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> I can't help it. I I can't help myself from breaking it down. But at the same time, I'm able to feel the the motion of it. I'm mm. able to identify with it. I'm able to to feel like the psalmist felt when he was pouring out these words. Mm. You know, and and I see how it was eventually resolved at the end, and and it it gives me hope that the struggles that I'm going through will eventually be resolved if I keep trusting God and keep moving yeah. on. And, um, <clears throat> you know, you have um, even imprecatory psalms oh, in my. there. Yes. Which, tell, them, uh, tell them what that means. <laughs> well, um, is it Psalm 137? Is that the by the rivers of Babylon? Or is Let's that... See. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept. Mm -hmm. See if that's right. Let's see if we're in the right area here. Yep, one thirty-seven. Okay, that's that's an imprecatory psalm because this is a captive. This person is grieving over their captivity. This person is angry about what the Babylonians did. You know the way that thing ends. You know, blessed is somebody oh, who takes your babies and smashes them against the rock. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty heavy. That's very heavy stuff. But there, if you are angry and you're you're just full of anger and you don't know what to do with it and you read a psalm like that, you realize that there have been other people mm -hmm. that have felt what you feel and have still been trying to reach out to God and figure out mm. their relationship with God and how to handle this anger. Of course, we've got scriptures like, be angry but do not sin, you know, Ephesians yeah. 4, 26. We've got James 1, 19, be swift to speak, slow to anger. But you it's know? still there. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. So you yeah. you have to, you know, it's te it tells you the wrath of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. But, but still, you know that other people who have tried to walk with God have had the same feelings. Mm. So I guess I'm saying that if you want to reflect and have that kind of personal introspection. Sometimes the Psalms are really good. Mm -hmm. um, so it sounds like just kind of add in here, because some people are going, so what does that mean for my study, or is my study worthwhile in, in pursuing? Well, when Even, you say study, 
you 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 really broke it down into two mm -hmm. different things there in that last yeah. question. Yeah. So this is like their private study time. What I'm hearing is you've got some private study time that is like learning. Like you you're really trying to find something yeah, new and my, break it my down. My point is to learn things yeah. and to grasp things that will help me. And then there's other times where like it's just a personal this is a way to approach it and work through something that's deeply affecting me. It's right. not just I'm wanting to learn it. I'm wanting to find yeah, where and it I, speaks and I to really me. kind of separate that from study time in the sense that that's I need help, God, and I'm going to the Bible for help. Mm. And um, which part part of that, the fact that you know where that is, is because you have spent time in study. Yeah, and you and, know, you know, I'm I I understand the frustration in the person that asks this question, and. So I'm trying to give them an out, you know, if they're feeling all these things and they need to go to have God help the inside of their soul, then go to the book of Psalms and read the captions and dive into some of those and see if that Psalm is where you are. You mm. know, that can be really helpful. But if you yeah. really want to grow in your general understanding of the Bible, yeah. read the narrative books first and understand the story, which will bless your life just reading that. Yeah and see where those other books fit and then instead of studying piecemeal willy-nilly all over the place mm -hmm. pick a book for your reading and start at the beginning and read to the end in sequence yeah. of that book mm -hmm. but do the story books first if you want to learn yeah which again i'll link to that one so it's like for me personally i I have kind of the same way. I don't have any one way that I do it all the time. And it does depend on my, where I'm at personally. But one thing that's really helped me is in finding <clears throat> audio Bibles that I really like to listen to, but I will pick one book and I will listen to it the entire year. And, that's and it's a great way to do and it. And I don't, and I, it takes a lot of restraint on my part, but I don't study it in the way that like, I'm going to sit down and break every verse. But that's I, really good because that's going to give you a feel for the flow of that book. That's And that's kind of my my thing is because I can fall into the trap of I want to start breaking it down. I want to start prepping a lesson series on it, and I just need to let it soak in. And mm -hmm. so I will think about, you know, I'll start the year and think about what is a subject matter or a book that I haven't listened to. And it's usually one of the shorter ones because it's something that I could – theoretically listen to from start to finish while I'm getting ready in the morning, you know, so mm -hmm. it can't, so audio wise, it can't be more than 20 minutes is the idea. So it's probably not Exodus or something. I'm not like listening that. to Exodus, Genesis, you know, it's usually either a minor prophet or one of the letters or things like that. And I just make sure I let that soak in throughout the whole year. And it's fun to see as it goes on the passages that will pop out to me. But you could do that with Exodus. I could. And it would every day be, and it would repeat the story and repeat the story. Oh, yeah. It would be good for you, too. Yeah. It's one of those, that's just my personal thing. You can mm -hmm. find your own way to do it. You may have a longer drive and, you know, want to do something different. But then <clears throat> it is always weird when you try to figure out where you want it to study and break down. And I have zero ideas on that one, how I come about it. It's always, I'll just hear something bits and pieces and that makes me sit down with it but see you already have a general concept of the story and where things oh, yeah. fit and 
you have more context to put that in true than a lot of people do i probably like if i look back on it i did find a point probably six or seven years ago where i realized i didn't understand what genesis was getting at i guess i guess is the way to put it it was just a collection of stories before then but then when I started realizing that a lot of sermons I was listening to, a lot of video series that were coming, they kept going back to Genesis. And I was like, why do they keep building off of this if it's just a bunch of stories? Um, so maybe that's something to be aware of. If you start catching that question in your head of why are we always going here? Why do I hear so many references? Maybe that's a good place to jump in. Yeah. You know. So anyway, that's just me personally. It's not me telling you that's what you've got to do. And I think the same for for what you were talking sure. about. Start at the beginning, build a basis for your understanding. Um, by the way, since you brought it up, um, Genesis, Exodus, and Numbers are certainly a basis for understanding the entire rest of the Bible. And I don't mm. see how anybody can appreciate numerous references throughout the rest of the Bible unless you've read Genesis, Exodus, and Numbers to start out with mm. and you're familiar with the story and the characters. Because, for example, the promises to Abraham mm -hmm. and Isaac. Oh, and yeah. Jacob, I mean, those continue for the rest of the Bible and are brought up everywhere. And if you haven't read and understood what that's about, mm -hmm. then you're going to be lost in lots of places. Yeah. I mean, even once you get to the New Testament, how many times do they reference, this is a spot of Jacob or our father Isaac or yeah, this and that many, and the many, other. Many, oh, many, yeah. Many times. <clears throat> so hopefully that helps a little bit. You can see, you know, going back to our Ephesians passage, yeah, read it for yourself. Start to get, gain some understanding, but don't be afraid of searching out other places sure. as long as you're not substituting that or using that in place of personal study. And in the, the more you read, especially the more you appreciate the sequence, the more you will be able to discern when you're listening to somebody else. Mm -hmm. But unless you're in the habit of reading for yourself, you'll have very little discernment True. in, in reading other stuff. So anyway, why okay. don't you, if you have a specific book mm -hmm. that you would like to study or you have a question, as this is always the case, uh, how can I really appreciate this book or this section? Just ask, and we'll try to set a context for you. Yeah, which we've that. got several of those videos, by the we way. Do. We yeah, do. Yeah, if you we we spent a period of time breaking down just kind of the big <laughs> picture of certain books. Mm -hmm. We obviously didn't go through every one of them, um, but if that's something that interests you, again, kind of look into our back catalog, and that may be just a good jumping-off point for you to get a feel for what would be the big picture point and then you can digest it a little more on your own. So, si, senor. All right. Hopefully that helps. Thanks for watching again this week, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.